I mean, who would have thought, man, we'd be doing ESV salts, man? I never, I never would have guessed. Feels like a DIY right, type of day. What's going on? Are we rolling? All yeah, right. Dude, let's do it. Look at that. We're already on. It's like our uh, fish food do 101, but this time we're mixing up some salt. And look, I'm the same size as you today. If anybody wants to know, this is a fake height for me. <laughs> <laughs> got to get above the this tank. Is not true. All right. Uh, sorry you missed me last week. I was uh, brought my kids to the Shed Aquarium, saw some fishes, uh, and I don't know, did a lot of stuff, fun stuff. We so, held it down. We yeah. held it down. We gave yeah. away some stuff. Ah, yeah. Speaking of which. Oh. Yeah. Man, right on. Yeah, we're going to start off the day. So as we, every time, man, we roll in, give a couple minutes to get everybody getting in. Today we're talking about ESV salts, and we're going to actually mix them here. Uh, you get to see stuff live. Oh, like, yeah. Right as it happens. I didn't yeah. know that ESV was a mix-your-own type of uh, salt mix, so this is all new territory for me. I did. I knew I'm so excited. little about it as well, because it's not like a huge selling item here, but there's a lot of people that are really excited about they it. They love so, it. I know. They're big, 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 passionate people about it. So uh, for those of you that chimed in, we're gonna give away something. Uh, be a preferred reefer. Click the link. There's like five different places you click on our website. Go ahead, find the footer header, wherever. Yeah. And if you do, we give away a shopping cart or your order in the last 30 days. Uh, and you know, either one. This time we found a shopping cart, and uh, it's James Jones. And All right. In his cart is a four-stage replacement filter kit. 30 bucks. A E100 macro LG LED light from Zetlite for oh. 62 bucks. That thing is actually pretty good. I think some couple guys are running it on their refugiums here. Oh, cool. Big panel red light. Cool. Yeah. And then a Razer X5R, XR5 200 watt LED fixture from MaxSpec, which is 599 bucks. So he's going to get the max. The $500 uh, going to his account so he can buy the stuff for free. So bravo, man. Uh, yeah. Good luck, uh, James Jones. I don't see where where he lives, but uh, did you see? Uh, I tried to before we got here. Uh, but that's whatever. all I got. So hopefully there's not a lot of James Jones with that stuff. I'll send you talk. an email. I got his right. email address. All right. Well, awesome, man. So here's the deal. Why are we talking about ESV salt today? Uh, one is because I've never seen I've never seen it before. And actually, so when we did all this whole the whole salt comparison, when I you know we did cost per gallon, how you mix it, how long it takes to mix, all these other things, there was a big group of people that were like, "What about ESV? What about ESV?" And uh, they were all over our social media groups, forums, and things like that. Especially the hashtag AskBRSTV Facebook group. Two individuals in particular. To stick out when they're like when they are shouting ESV from the rooftops. Yeah, uh, Ryan Thompson and Jay Morin. Ryan's uh, one of our moderators. Yeah, one of our moderators. That that one really sticks super deep for me because uh, uh, we uh, didn't willy nilly pick him as a moderator. Man, yeah. he represents uh, represents the same values that we have here. And he's super, super adamant. And as well as Jay Morin, who is super, super active in the hashtag Aspirus TV group uh, oh, yeah. uh, on Facebook. And so these two guys, man, like just adamant, 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 adamant. And the way we selected all the salts before, which ones we were going to do, is just like which ones do people buy? Yeah, and, it was the know, most like, popular. It wasn't. It wasn't like what do we like the best? We literally saw like, what are people, what's the, what are what's flying off of our shelves the most popular? And let's just pick the eight of those because. There's a lot, there was a lot of time and effort into testing just eight salts. But so ESV is not the most popular anywhere near, and you'll see because it is not the cheapest, which nope. is, you know, the big, a big one, but it's also requires a little bit of work and to do, and I don't think, unless you actually saw it, you wouldn't really know the value proposition of yeah. why the thing exists. And so here's the deal with ESV salt is first off, you have to mix it yourself to get some sodium chloride, to get some ah. magnesium sulfate. It comes in a box Everything or a bucket. Right? Box. 
And uh, in that month, you also get two little trace element bottles that comes with the calcium, alkalinity, magnesium, and all the trace elements. Yeah. And you're gonna mix it together, make your own solution. All right, so like that's- Super geeky, I mean, that, it's awesome. Reef geeky for yeah, sure. Yeah, for man. sure. Like this look, is, I've got beakers, and I've got measuring, you know, and I've got a scale here. Like, this is geeky, and I like it. And it's one of the things it says is it mixes way faster than all the red or others. It says it's ready for, uh, for uh, use in minutes. You yeah. know, in our experiments, man, like none of them were fully dissolved in minutes. Uh, no, no, no. I think the quickest was the Tropic Marin Pro, which was done in eight like, hours, I think. It was five pretty, or eight or it's, hours. It's six or eight hours yeah, is complete, yeah, yeah. but it was pretty well, well along the way there in a few hours, but nothing in minutes. No, right? no, no, no. So this this example here isn't 100% one for one for the exact same scenario as our test, but hey, we'll get an idea. So the first thing we're going to do is actually dump in the sodium chloride, and then we'll have a little longer discussion because we got to give it a few yeah, minutes to see how it's going. So we're so, making 20 gallons here, and hey, I mean, check it, take a look at this chart here. We've got 20 gallons. The ESV comes with this little chart, right? And we'll probably find it. We'll post this up in a link also, uh, but. This chart tells you, you know, if you want to yield, you know, a gallon, five gallons, ten gallons, twenty gallons, what have you. Uh, here's how you do it. And uh, so basically, we pick the recipe for twenty gallons. This is a fifty-gallon box. So that box that the kit that we have makes fifty gallons, uh, and that calls for for twenty gallons to make twenty calls for six cups of sodium chloride. Now, uh, I bet so go you. Slow. I wonder if you could like put this on your steak at home if it's. It literally chloride. says don't eat this. Right? <laughs> uh, so what's the difference between this sodium chloride and the rest of it out there? I think our website calls it USP, but also on the front of the bag it says ultra low heavy metals. And so, yeah. you know, there's a lot of different uses for different chemicals. Like for instance, our uh, synthetic uh, calcium uh, hydroxide is ultra low aluminum grade. It, and it's used for primarily for baby uh, formula actually. Oh, okay. And so, you know, there's a lot of different uses where you need really, really low heavy metals. So they probably are using one of those grades that's even beyond uh, your standard pharmaceutical. I don't know that uh, for sure, but uh, that is my guess. So we're just mixing in the sodium chloride first, and uh, we'll see how long it takes to dissolve, but it probably looks like it's going to be pretty quick. Clear. We got a little power head going on in here. So one of the biggest uh, things that they actually say about this is the fact that you are using, you know, USP or higher grade sodium chloride. Oh yeah. Right, and you know all the other salts out there, or, or a vast majority of them, don't claim anything. Tropic Marin clearly says pharmaceutical uh, yeah, on the true. front of it, uh, but you know most of them don't actually say that. A lot of them are mined, uh, you know, and really only have the purity that's required for its purpose, you know. And oh, you gotta get deep in there, huh? All right, there you go. <coughs> Uh, some of them are evaporated salt uh, out of the Dead Sea or Red Sea or whatnot, yeah. uh, and you know they just I mean, kind of let the different salts sit out in the open and, and dehydrate. So definitely having ultra low heavy metal USP grade sodium chloride is a different value mix. And as you can see, sodium chloride is like the biggest component of the salt mix well, uh, by far. Yeah, I mean right. it's salt, salt water. I mean. So six cups, what was that? That was six cups. And then I think the next part is uh, some magnesium sulfate, and that's only two cups. All right, so we're just gonna let this dissolve, and we'll go over a couple of other steps before we uh, move on, man. But it's pretty good. like, you know, so the big selling point on this, I think is, is like fourfold, right? Yeah. And so 
One is you know that you're getting a uh, higher grade sodium chloride uh, when you're using it. Uh, it's got an actual standard to it instead of just being, you know, willy-nilly, you know, uh, hope and pray that we're using the best. Uh, okay. And, but it's got a price tag that's appropriate for that as well. So anecdotally, because we kind of ran the other ones through the, through, so when we did the cost per gallon, right? Mm -hmm. We did, uh, I actually took a bucket of each one. And it's, uh, you know, some claim, you know, anywhere from 100, it makes 160 to 200 gallons or something. Mm -hmm. But I actually weighed out how much it took to make five gallons and then multiply, did the math on that to see uh, by weight how much, you know, what is included in the bucket would actually yield you. And none of them are really on, uh, Brightwell was the, Brightwell only was the only one, said it makes 150 gallons and makes 150 gallons. So, Bravo uh, them, be honest. this is a 50 gallon box. So a 50 gallon box, does it really make 50 gallons? We don't know, I plan we'll to. We'll find out. We'll find out, but. Uh, but even based on that, the highest that we found cost per gallon of all the salts that yeah. we did was 55 cents a gallon. Yeah. Okay, so this one, if you buy the big one, is actually 70 cents a gallon. Yes. Yeah, so this is by far the most expensive salt mix that we sell here. And so the value mix of mixing your stuff up by yourself here is not because it's cheaper. Like, so just erase <laughs> no. that from your memory of like, we, the goal here is not to make it cheaper. It's actually to try to make it better. You know, I guess we'll see. Yeah. But uh, the different ways you're gonna make it better again is a higher grade sodium chloride than what's you know available you know in the general uh, general salt mixes, especially the cheapest ones. Yeah. So uh, outside of that, also is we're gonna eliminate the stratification, you know, presumed pr pr stratification issues. This is a uh, pretty interesting one. That every, uh, I mean, we've even preached about stratification. You know, mm -hmm. before you use any of your salt mixes, you take the bucket or the bag and you just shake it back and forth to uh, remix all of the different components is that, I mean imagine like what is it? if you take a, a container full of rocks and you add in some sand and you just you know have different size particles and things like that uh, and then you kind of vibrate them they start to separate out you could set you could set different types of uh, material in a in a jar on a vibrating table and then you over time they'll just settle out. go to the bottom yeah you know. so it's, I mean, they're important for if we're using a salt mix because what if my scoop on the top is nothing but like calcium chloride and then my scoop on the bottom has less calcium chloride but more, you know, sodium bicarbonate or something like that. So some Inconsistent. Of them, yeah, some of them say, hey, we don't have a problem with that. Well, ours is always perfectly mixed, you know, maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Uh, some of them come in little single-use pouches like the AccuC from uh, Two Little Fishes. Their approach to that oh, yeah, is like that. to uh, use a little pouch that's five gallons mm -hmm. and you can, you know, tear it. Uh, and so with that one, you know, you're making the exact amount that you need, right? Uh, and so the other approach is that they say it's just mixed, or you get a little bucket, you know, like Red Sea sells a single-use bucket, or not buckets. single, but 55 gallons if you had a big drum or whatnot, uh -huh. uh, Tropic just Marine sells that up. as well. So, you know, within that, they got all these different things, but you don't really know. You never know if it's like really <laughs> an issue or not. We're going to find out at a later date, yeah. you know, hint, hint. Uh, but uh, this one doesn't, because we're going to mix in the sodium chloride, we're going to mix in the magnesium sulfate, and then we're going to add in the rest of everything else separately. Yeah. It's in a liquid form. The liquid form, it does not uh, have the same issues. It's, it's homogenous yeah. inside this jug True. right here. So can't. if I add the right amount, I'm going to get the right amount inside. You can't stratify sodium chloride into sodium chloride. The whole thing is yeah, just sodium thing. chloride. So 
No. I mean, from that uh, from that aspect, it really makes sense that this is a non-stratification type assault. Yeah, uh, is it I, valuable though? We'll find out if that's a real thing in the future here. Hopefully. You know, like, uh, uh, we got some plans to test uh, all the salts to whether or not that's really a, a real thing. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, another perceived one I've seen around is that you can actually make this salt adjustable to your own calcium and alkalinity needs because you're adding the stuff separately. I'm going to call uh, uh, you know that one a false claim, actually, because... You know, in theory, you could add just like a little bit more of each one of these things and add more calcium and alkalinity, but that's not the case. So this is actually, you know, mixed to be 450 calcium, uh, a 9.1 DKH, and 1,400 parts per million uh, magnesium. Assuming that you're following their recipe. Follow your recipe. Okay. That is what it's going to produce, yeah. right? And so that is, a, you know, a, you know, right around the pocket that like a lot of reefers are leaving it right now because it gives you an area to like not run the max super elevated you maybe right. you get more growth but you're also riding the edge yeah, yeah true and i also don't necessarily want to run seven because i'm also riding the edge there that leaves test kit failure procedure failure all kinds of issues that i could have that like i'm right on the edge of what's uh, safe and i've definitely seen poor coral health from going under seven you yeah know? but i've seen good coral health in a lot of nice tanks at like nine Mm -hmm. I, I'm really comfortable with a nine number. Nine's a solid number. I do that. So the problem here is, is like you can't just add more and change it, or add less and change it, because it's not just calcium that's inside of one of these buckets. It's all kinds of trace elements and stuff. So if I increase the levels 20%, I'm going to increase everything 20%. If I try to increase the alkalinity component, uh, I'm going to go from like say eight DKH yeah. to 12 DKH. Yeah. That's 50% increase, man. That everything in that jug is now 50%. And one we don't one we don't know what's what is actually in the jugs and two like maybe somebody's saying well what about maybe fifteen percent uh, or fifty percent more astronium or bromine or all these other trace elements maybe that's good well maybe it's bad we really don't know but I'm not gonna test around no, let's in my not tank. Find out. So, so. I, I would not consider it that way I'd mix it as they say and it is a solid no all the numbers are pretty solid well typical with what a lot of reefers are keeping today I wouldn't consider it an adjustable salt. Uh, oh, well, another thing too, I think, uh, with with having liquid components also, is like, I've opened a box of salt or a bucket of salt and had this giant mm. chunk of, you know, it, it took in the moisture, it sucked in the moisture, and now i got this big giant chunk of who knows what it is, got to break up and stuff. I mean, some of the sodium chloride was chunky and stuff like that too, but it's, it's only the sodium chloride portion. Uh, who knows what that big chunk is in my... Absolutely, you get moisture in there, and the uh, calcium and alkalinity components could absolutely, uh, you know, they find a way to precipitate out yeah. in there. All kinds of different, uh, you know, chemicals could form inside there that's not just water-based, uh, you know, presumably. Yeah. All right. Well, so I mean, I'm trying to look at my list here, man. You got no stratification. Uh, that you know, presumption actually, you might even get more less precipitation when you add the calcium and alkalinity. Mm because we are actually adding some of the magnesium first. So step two, we did the sodium chloride already. Yeah. We're gonna add the magnesium sulfate as soon as this uh, looks pretty clear, which I don't know, I, man, it's pretty there, I close see, already. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I would call it, you know, pretty darn close You guys close can see with the uh, eye chart, it's yep. pretty close on color and con on contrast and clarity. Yeah, so. it's been minutes, you know, since we put it in. So bravo, man, already. Uh, and it may be that the cloud comes from the other elements, I don't know. We'll find but out. 
Yeah, so, uh, but there's presumption there'll be less, uh, you know, calcium and alkalinity, uh, uh, or uh, calcium carbonate precipitation because they've already added the magnesium next. And one of the reasons, uh, by the okay. way, I, I presume that they add the magnesium next is a separate item. It's because the magnesium sulfate, when mixed with one of the other, would cause like calcium sulfate and. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, so uh, it would you know precipitate out the calcium and it causes issues. So that's probably one of the main reasons that it's mm. separate uh, from the other solutions. But also, it may have an ancillary benefit of making sure the magnesium there is to uh, prevent the calcium and carbonate from uh, forming a larger crystal. Yeah. So what you're saying is then because in like a in a salt mix where everything's dry powder, mm -hmm. I, I have to wait. I'm adding my alkalinity, my calcium, or my carbonate, and uh, my calcium, and my magnesium, and my sodium chloride all at once. So rather than why, rather than the ability for the magnesium to dissolve first, which makes it a buffer, uh, I'm adding it all at once, which means now all of them are trying to dissolve at the same time, and I can precipitate in my tank. Yep. Okay. That makes so, sense. Uh, yeah, so for a lot of people, like hopefully you've watched other videos, but just so you know, the little calcium and carbon ions are floating around trying to form each other. When they do, boom, they're done, permanent. Yeah. Like unless it's super low pH, Frozen they're not going to break apart. However, if the calcium or if they find a magnesium ion, it will form a, like a less stable crystal that doesn't grow. So having that magnesium in there first will probably help with that, right? So uh, I think that nails it though, man. Again, no stratification, presumption that uh, the magnesium's already in there, pure sodium chloride, geek factor you said. <laughs> I definitely like it. Geeky. It's a geek factor. Uh, some people say you can adjust those levels. I don't agree with that. Uh, uh, you know, and this is one of the things they said on the website, and I really wanted to get to the bottom of, which is, since they uh, the hard dissolved trace elements are already in liquid solution, the backs mix very quickly and can be used with minutes. Now we don't know whether or not the calcium and alkalinity is going to have the same effect, but I can tell you right now, this thing is clear, right? This is a yeah. satisfactorily clear to me. The sodium chloride has dissolved. You can see it in the eye chart. You and we're 18 almost, minutes into it. Yeah, hopefully you guys have definitely watched uh, the uh, the salt dissolving in all the other episodes. But some of them didn't dissolve in 24 hours, yeah. right? And just. So, you know, you might think, hey, man, I made my salt last night in a bucket in my basement, and it looked like it was ready in a minute. I used a spoon. It was good. But no, man. Like, it's just because you put it in a brute trash can in the dark that you thought it was dissolved. Yeah. In a, you know, an environment like this where it's well lit and you have a reference sheet and you can see what clarity really means. Yeah. Uh, it's a I big difference. So, by the way, I've never mixed this before. Neither has Randy. It's my first time. And so, this is our first time. So, I'm actually impressed. And I think... I'm also, I'm a little worried because I never want to throw anybody under the bus, and the, I don't want the ESV guys calling me up and getting <laughs> mad at me. So I'm happy that it actually went really well. Uh, well, since we're following the instructions here, kind of give you an idea yeah. where we are. Um, like I said, we bit, we picked a 20-gallon volume. That's what we're going to do. Now, they do give you the weight and the volume, so in cups or in uh, pounds or, or kilograms. So. If you have a uh, high grade scale, like this one goes down to oh, a high grade, you're probably a little kitchen scale. I bet your food scale is good. Uh, yeah, down to like the uh, the hundredths, especially, especially if it's grams. in the hundreds in grams. Those are grams. So uh, weighing, it's probably, and that's one thing that stuck out to me when we were reading, when we were going over this, is that they say the the more uh, accurate you are, the more consistent you are with, you know. Either if you're measuring by cups, scraping the level cup and putting it in there. If you're going by vol or by weight, having the same weight and the same containers on, doing it all the same, the exact same time, your batch consistency can be, you know, phenomenal. 
know, Let's dump that mag in, man. Yeah. Now, where's the spoon? So, step two. Add magnesium. Where's the spoon here? I'll get it going for it. So, we're going to add the magnesium, which is step two. I would say it was adequately dissolved here, the sodium chloride. So, uh, we're just adding magnesium sulfate now. And again, that magnesium sulfate hopefully is going to, you know, dissolve quickly and then prevent uh, any of the calcium and alkalinity ions to, from finding each other. And I guess I don't really know how long this will take to do. I don't know either. Uh, we'll find out. Tilt clear. It says add magnesium sulfate and mix until dissolved. All right. Well, so I don't know. I bet you we'll give you a couple minutes here, man. So maybe we'll answer some questions here about anybody might yeah, have sure. about this stuff while we uh, get it going. So you shoot one out there, Randy. Uh, let's see. I have half a bucket of reef salt. Um, See, half of a bucket of reef salt as being hard and clumpy. Is it okay and safely to use it in his SPS reef tank? So his salt mix clumped up. Mm -hmm. uh, can he break up the salt mix and then use it? So that's moisture for the most part that solidified that stuff, you know. Uh, well, speaking, is it the magnesium? Is it some of the magnesium that acts as a desiccant, or is it any one of those components that could do well, the same thing? There's a variety of different things, but like sometimes the magnesium chloride actually has so much, it's so hydroscopic, it sucks the moisture yeah. out of other things and yeah. it forms these rocks. So it's not necessarily like an homogenous rock in there. It could right. be a variety of different things that uh, uh, have formed into a big rock or just a, a select amount of things or high concentration of one another. Is it going to kill your SPS dominant reef I tank? I sincerely doubt it. that it's going to cause any harm to your tank. <laughs> I think I've uh, used, a, I think I've broken up a lot of those chunks in my day and I didn't, I can't say that ah, my tank completely failed because there's of There's no it. way I would throw my bucket of salt away if it had some chunks in it. Yeah. You know, so, uh, I'd use uh, it. I would definitely consider using it, but one of the things you're going to want to do, man, is make sure that you're using uh, a salt that does it has a packaging that protects it properly. So I don't know what salt you were using, but you're definitely going to want to have a bag inside the bucket. The yeah. bucket actually isn't that great of a moisture barrier. The like mylar uh, bag that's inside of it, the thick plastic mm -hmm. in there, is actually a better uh, moisture barrier than the bucket in most cases. So it make sure you got a, a, a proper moisture barrier, and you'll probably be good. Yeah, All right. sweet. What else we got? Here? Uh, Ryan Thompson. He's the in oh, one of the inspirations is. for today's episode. I uh, just wanted to know if we weighed it or measured it in cups. For this time, we we measured both. it in cups. Actually, we did both. Yeah, mm -hmm. weight for the liquid portion because that was the easiest way, mm -hmm. and then cups because yeah, at twenty gallons, it's easy to me measure out six and two cups. So, so weight would be way, way, way better in most cases. In this case, we're accurate. not actually going to use this bucket of salt. We're just using it to demonstration. Uh, demonstration here to make sure everybody knows how how it works. And so, if we're off by a few grams, it isn't going to hurt anything. But I, the best thing would be to weigh it. Uh, the easiest thing is to measure it. In fact, uh, actually, in this case, it was easier to, to weigh the liquid than it was yeah, for to sure. get it exactly 26.4 ounces. It was yeah. actually easier to weigh. Uh, but, yeah, uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Man, uh, I guess we'll see. Yeah. Uh, Glenn sent us a super chat at oh, five bucks. Five bucks. Thank Thanks. you, Glenn. Thanks, Glenn. You buy uh, the intern coffee. Not all salt, a uh, common question, but just wanted to say that I love Oh, well, hey, thank you very much, Glenn. I appreciate hey, thanks, it. Glenn. All right, dude. Coffee on you, man. Right on. Uh, <laughs> uh, stupid question. Not really. Um, but is it okay to mix Red Sea Blue Bucket and Coral Pro no to get my alkalinity where I want? 
I knew this would come back around and there would be value in a video I did. I did this video. Uh, it's out there in the world, in the universe. If you go look at, search our videos and look at like 50-50 mix, salt mix, or just look, search our channel for Coral Pro. I actually did a complete episode on this very topic where we did 50-50. Yeah, you know you what? Can. And 50-50 yeah, actually finds you right in about the sweet spot of what the levels are here. I mean, funny part here is actually Red Sea sent me an email telling me that 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 or that video wasn't of a lot of value. That, that <laughs> yes, <laughs> so, it was. Bravo, man! It was absolutely a value. It uh, helps one so, person. It's yeah. valuable. Right on, yeah. I, well, I figured that a lot of people didn't want 12 uh, DKH, and True. a lot of people don't necessarily want like seven or whatever the blue bucket yeah, is. Yeah. And nine's getting increasingly popular just from that safety message of we're bound to mess it up one way or another. Let's like stick right in the middle. So hey, hey, yeah, man, I want to use Red Sea. I buy into their pitch, but I actually don't want their levels. Easiest way, mix them together. Half and half. There you go. Yeah, so you can do that. Sweet, that's awesome. awesome. All right, so it's cleared up a little bit here, but you can see we're not, I mean, you can see in the chart here, it's still hazy. Yeah, you can see uh, through the tank into the 160 how hazy it is, so. Yeah. All right, so let's keep shooting. Can you change salt or do you have to, this is a common question I think you're going to answer here in an FAQ, but can you change salt mm -hmm. or do you have to transition to new salt slowly? Oh, we haven't released that one yet. Haven't haven't no, you shot that one, but haven't released it oh, yet. Oh, so this funny, really man. One. Like, uh, this, is, this is our day. Yeah. yeah. Yes, you can absolutely uh, change salt. And so here's the thing, man. I have talked to 100 reefers, or I mean, by that I mean like 100,000. 100,000. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, and the reality is that some of them change salt 100% one day and saw no ill effects. Some of them changed salts and the fish jumped out and said, get me out of here. And not quite <laughs> like that, but like saw negative results, right? Yeah. And there's no real rhyme or reason as to why that is that I can identify. So I would just say I would switch slowly. I can yeah. tell you here, we've switched salts so many times I can't even tell you and never saw any negative uh, result. Like I had so many tanks, but. Yeah, I know we've got the big 200 and some gallon uh, mixing station behind us. and. That thing, uh, one week it would be, when we're ready to switch a salt, one mm -hmm. week it was HW Reefer, and the next week it was 250 gallons of Red Sea Blue Bucket. And yeah. all, all of us did water changes, nobody's tank crashed. Yeah, now it's Tropic Marine Pro, so. But you, you know, have an approach, you have an approach to it though. Yeah. That, so I, what I want to do is acknowledge in the room that some people have it, problems, man. So what I'd like to say is not my way, your way, yeah. whatever's way. Let's talk about a way that is the highest percentage path to success that everyone will be successful with. And I'll just make it simple for me. I don't have any problem mixing uh, two different salts together because, again, most of it's sodium chloride. Mm -hmm. It's not like some kind of magic elixir in there. So uh, what I would do is just take like the first salt, man, just use a fourth of it, new salt, three-fourths old salt, and, you know, do all your water change and yeah. it'll probably, you know, make a real subtle impact. Next one, do half and half. Next one, do another half and half. And then the last one, do like 25% uh, old salt, 75% new salt. And the reality is, is that you'll gradually shift over the chemistry if there are any. And the one thing that I will say is, what you might be experiencing is some of these salts absolutely have contaminants in there that other ones don't based mm. on the source material, specifically where they get that sodium chloride from, you know, and the purity of it. Right. And so like some of them super, super, super high lithium and stuff in it. And, you know, we don't know like how bad that is or isn't yeah. or whatnot, but one of the things is these corals are like super, super adaptive to their environment. So. 
It's not necessarily that like going either direction is going to cause a negative result because you might say, oh, if I went from zero or from appropriate lithium levels to sky high, oh, my, my tank's going to hate it, right? Right. But it might actually be the opposite as well. Like say I've been running a tank with super high lithium levels oh, and all yeah, of a sudden I switch over and the corals have adapted to that environment and then yeah. I cut it off. Right. Well, bad news there, man, too. So, you know, we just want to make sure that like we're keeping it stable. That's probably one of the best ways to do it it's actually mix the two together and slowly transition over we were talking about this uh it's getting really pretty clear here we're pretty close so i think a few more minutes yeah when we were we were discussing your episode in uh, around the office uh about you know when you when you were talking about do 25 75 75 25 50 mm -hmm. 50 and stuff like that uh we were wondering if you know if you were talking about dry components 25 75 but we, I think we landed on that the easiest way to do that is in five-gallon buckets. And so you could do, like, if I'm going to do a half and half, then it's five gallons for five gallons. I pull ten gallons out. We've got five gallons of old salt mixed, five gallons of new salt mixed. I dump that stuff back in equally. I, honestly, man, ain't rocket science here. Yeah. So, like, it doesn't need to be 2575 down to the dot, no, no, right? No, no, no. So, like, uh, just add what you think is about half of what you need in there, or, or three-fourths or whatnot, yeah. and then fill it up with the new one until you get to your 35 parts per thousand, man, and there you are. There you, you go. Know? And so, it isn't like rocket science, so you got to do the math beforehand. Just use most of the one, and then fill it up with the rest of the other one. And so, I was talking about dry salts, you know. Okay. Like, you could definitely mix it up, you know, the way you want in little five-gallon buckets or separate batches if you want it's just a little bit more effort than I probably put into it yeah you know? true so and specifically especially on a large system yeah absolutely I, I will say here though like again I mean we're using we tend to use the best salts around here we're not using the cheapest thing so uh, we just never had any you know negative response changing from one to the next so hmm. I, I don't know yeah, and we've done it a lot but again we're we're not using the cheapest ones out there, so I, I don't know. Maybe there's a difference there. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right, man. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say we got one one more question. And we'll probably dump those other two in there. Yeah, I'm ready. So, all right, what is it? Uh, what is your opinion on auto water change systems? How mm. much? How often do you reckon? Do you rec <laughs> recommend to make it a benefit? Do you reckon? All right. So here's the deal, man. I couldn't live without it now. So like, oh, yeah. I spent all this time talking about how to get rid of water changes, and then it's like, you know what? That actually has its own negative things to it. So how do we make them easier instead? And so when you make them easier, they get done on time, every time, and it's like the ultimate stability factor for your tank, man, because any kinds of different things can happen slowly over time. Mm -hmm. This just eliminates it, you know? Like trace and minor elements can like drift off, you know, contaminants can get input from my hand or, you know, from my kid's hand right, or, right. you know. Or just using sprays and cleaners around uh, the room. Any, anything you did in the tank oh, yeah. over, over years, you know? And so they try to build up. Water changes is just the ultimate level. If I take 50% uh, of the water in here, 50% of the contaminants are now gone. End of story. Right? There's, there's no other way around it. You know? <laughs> so uh, the rest of it is all kind of myth and theory, right? Yeah. So like, but I know for sure if I take 50 gallons of water, half the water out of here and throw it in the trash or down the drain, it's gone. It's not in the tank anymore. Replace it with fresh water, we're good. Mm -hmm. So, or not fresh water, fresh salt water. Fresh salt water. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, man, I would absolutely think about that. And, uh, oh, you That's know cool. Yeah, hey, Ryan says it looks pretty dang clear. All right. Um, uh, yeah, I'll call that. So we'll Ryan, take, we'll take your, we'll, we'll take, take your advice. Clear. All right. So let's clear. add. Is there a rate? The um, next says after being certain that the above gradients a. are completely dissolved, add liquid component A 
and mix for one minute. All right, so I feel pretty certain that this is mixed. I agree, uh, even looking at the camera, man, this is clear. You can see the tank behind it here, and we're good. Which one was component A? Component A is the large one. Okay. So 26 fluid ounces. This one, you ready? Yep. And mix for a minute. This makes it really easy. Just dump and go. All right, give me the little spoon guy. Help that one along. All right, so we'll mix this guy in. And, you know, this is mixing up pretty much clear to begin with, <clears throat> right out the back. Yeah, yeah. So those wavy lines you see when you have different temperature and chemicals going in there. What component, what do you think, what's in this one? In component A? What's in component A? Does it say? Uh, this is the bigger one, it's probably alkalinity. Okay. Yeah, my guess. Sodium, yeah, sodium bicarbonate for to some degree. Yeah, since it's twice as you add twice as much as my guess is the alkalinity portion. So we're adding the alkalinity portion in first. I'm sure I actually don't know the rhyme or reason as to why they would do that. Uh, maybe it's uh, to create a, the uh, magnesium uh, component of it to start preventing that crystal from uh -huh. forming. All right. It's in so there. and then it says here uh, added in. Rinse measuring beacon and tap water, add component B. So I don't know, it looks still looks crystal clear to me. So I think we should add component B to this thing. Yeah, Ryan agrees. He says component A is your alkalinity. He's 99% sure. Yeah, it's just uh, usually it's a sodium bicarbonate thing. And so that when it's twice, you had to add twice as much. Yeah. So that's probably. So if I, if I forgot the magnesium component, if I were to dump this in, would we see precipitation? Oh, you know what? It's probably that. You know what? Actually, this is probably the reason you do the uh, the alkalinity portion first. Mm. Is because if the calcium was already in here, when I enter the alkalinity, there would be super high concentrations of alkalinity, and it would probably precipitate or lead to more. Mm. Now that I got the alkalinity in here, it's diluted. The calcium or the magnesium's already in there. Mm -hmm. It's interacting with each other. I'm going to add uh, the calcium and the other. Which is less. There's probably also magnesium chloride in there as well. Mm. That's already probably formed its own, uh, you know, uh, poison its own crystals in there. So we're going to add that in. Then cool. We'll see if there's any precipitate or anything. Uh, All right. Clear. Clear, man. Hmm. Science. All right, man. I don't know. You know what? I'm sold. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, you know what? This is officially the only salt that mix it up inside of an hour. Uh, like we're what? What time are we at, man? Thirty-four minutes. Thirty-four minutes. Yeah. So the the only other salt that was this clear inside uh, thirty-four minutes, or actually it's took close. six hours. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Tropic Marin Pro. Yep. All the rest, like the the instant oceans and some of the red seas and stuff, took over twenty-four still hours. Still had a haze. Still had yeah. a haze to them. So, yeah, man, I don't know. Uh, I'm impressed, man. Uh, That's pretty cool. Definitely for me, clarity mixing. And so that was one of the things it says, actually, in on the page, man, is since the hard dissolved trace elements are already in liquid solution, batches mix very quickly and can be used within minutes. Prime I would say example. 34 minutes. Uh, absolutely. Would you use that. this right now if you were doing a water change? I'll be hard pressed, man, why I wouldn't. Because I've definitely done it in the past where oh, yeah. I mixed it up you know, vigorously and I needed to use it rapidly, and so I did. You know, and, uh, uh, you know, then after watching our episode and how long it actually takes to really mix, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's a bad practice. Yeah, I should have never done that. But you're also not, like, when you're doing that at home, you're also mixing in one, either a white five gallon bucket or a dark brute trash can. 
so you don't get the you know transparency that you do for mixing it in a fish tank. Mm -hmm. So I very well could have mixed up my instant oceans at home in a five gallon bucket, and because it's white, I can't see any haze or anything like that. I'll use it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, this says completely opposite. Yeah. All right, man. So uh, this is definitely cool. nerdy to do. It definitely took some extra steps to do. Uh, and uh, it'll be interesting, dude. So here's the big question, man. And I hope that some of you ask some questions here and let us know. But uh, what's, the, what's the next question on here? Just tested magnesium and got uh, 1090. Any input on how to increase that? Magnesium chloride, uh, predominantly. I would just use the, uh, mix it up in a jug. And we have a mix for that. And I would just Calculator. use Calculator. But here's the big thing, man, is... You know, in the comments, man, let us know here because I, you guys are voting, and, and it's super interesting to me. I'm gonna come back and make sure I read all these things because I, I, this is the this is one of the more interesting salt conversations I think I've ever had. Because uh, I just With really this right here today. Well, especially after all the stuff we've been talking about for months, you know, like how how poor like a lot of them mix together. <laughs> and then before our eyes, you're like, well, if you do it in the right steps, maybe mm. it works. And, and I'm just going to be we open and honest. together, all of us. When I saw that they didn't mix the sodium chloride, the trace elements, and the magnesium together, the little bell that went off in my head was maybe they don't want to buy a salt mixer. You know, like uh, oh, those things okay. are super expensive and they have to run for like, you know, hours, if not a whole day, just to get the uh, all the ingredients homogenized yeah. together yeah. properly. And like... Wouldn't this be a lot cheaper if we just did it liquid because it's a lot easier to do it that way? Yeah. And uh, just tell sodium chloride and okay. uh, the magnesium chloride. I can see that pitch. I don't know, man. I, I got to say, there's some. maybe that's benefit. true and it is actually cheaper and easier for them, but it doesn't matter because the results are still here. So uh, I, I bet you that... You know what another element element of that might be? What's that? It might be cheaper and easier to do, and they're either using the money though to instead of like you know fill their wallets up, they're using it to buy a higher grade sodium chloride, the <laughs> ultra low heavy metal sodium chloride, uh, and produce better results. Sweet. So I don't know. So how, how I mean we're gonna find out eventually, right? Uh, I mean so. Terrence is on here. Hello, okay. Terrence. Hey, Terrence. And he wants to know. You know, he wants us to test uh, salinity and test alkalinity and things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, not going to do it today. But no, I don't have a test kit on me at the moment. But maybe uh, we could use a trident. We'll see how. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, send us a trident. We'll see, we'll test the alkalinity for you. Mm -hmm. um, no, that leads us into uh, like some investigates episodes that I, we kind of want to do. Like, mm -hmm. This was, I mean head and shoulders so far from what we're seeing here that this will outdo, outcompete any of the other salts we tested. From a mixing standpoint. Claire, sure. from a mixing standpoint, mm -hmm. for sure. And then we have, you know, uh, I mean, you have the heated and circulated in storage, you have unheated and uncirculated storage and precipitation, and how much is a, a full bucket, or how much is a, each how one made? get out of 100 gallons? Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, there's a variety of tests that we, that we can do with this one. So. What happens when you let it sit? Is there all that precipitation? What happens when we send that through the sediment filter? Does it turn orange? Yeah. My guess is to be able to get the ultra-low uh, ultra uh, heavy metals, they had to filter it or purify it through so many steps that the organics and stuff that come out of that orange gunk. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't uh, I wasn't sure how this one was gonna I had no really uh, idea of how this one would perform in those tests uh, but I'm I'm thinking it's gonna do pretty well I, mean, I can tell you right now for sure like the uh, difference between the USP grade uh, chemicals out there and the like 
tech grade stuff that has a no standard on it yeah. uh, is always that it has a whole ton of impurities that settle out in it and it has a bunch of organics and stuff it always looks brown town almost every time like doesn't matter yeah. if it's just calcium chloride that you're looking at or if it's a, a full salt mix mm. and I can tell you for sure the other ones like out there if they were using USP grade or higher uh, salts it would say it on the bucket because it is expensive and they would definitely want to market that yeah uh, so it, it's not those things if it's not on there almost certainly and if it is and they're not putting it on there uh, they should fire their marketing team hmm. uh, because uh, they're spending a lot of money at that quality. They should absolutely tell people. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Gerald asked a pretty right. good question. He said right. liquids are more expensive to ship also, are right? Mm -hmm. So, But, you know, weight-wise, that 50-gallon mix box didn't feel any heavier, heavier than, like, a 55-gallon mix tub of Red Sea or anything You like definitely that, added so. some water to this, but you're not adding 160 or 100 gallons of water. Right. You know, right, right. right. So, yeah, you definitely added probably eight pounds of the box, I bet, you know, or maybe six pounds hmm. of the box. So, Yeah, right for sure. Right um, uh, what else have we got here? Uh, would you uh, realistic have extra part A and B as buffer or two dozen. Oh, two dozen. Two, two dozen. So I don't know. I don't think you'd have extra. You know, one of the things I actually thought about is, you know, some people maybe don't need the best possible sodium chloride out there and find some food grade or whatever. I wonder if they would actually sell these two things in separately and you can make your own salt mix at home. Take some Morton you table know, salt. Well, I don't know about Morton's <laughs> table salt, but yeah, if you could go buy a pallet of sodium chloride and then buy these two things and a pallet of magnesium chloride, bam! And like, your you're making your own salt at home and uh, you're doing it like to this quality maybe, you know. They probably don't have access to uh, you know, ultra low heavy metal uh, sodium chloride. Right. Is usually super, super, super expensive in small quantities. Train car uh, or shipping container quantities, if you can negotiate it properly, it makes sense. But, but I mean, if if that is an option to have, uh, wouldn't you just rather go for a high quality pharmaceutical probably, type? Probably, but you know what? I mean, there's other people are out there that are after the cheapest reef tank possible. So there's people out there that want the best possible reef or components, like. I will spare no expense. I'll spend 70 cents a gallon to get the best one that mixes up the fastest. Right. And there's people that were like, I will go through some extra effort to make it 20 cents a gallon. That's <laughs> true. Know? So like, and they're both right, man, because the best is specific to your need. Yeah. As long as it can maintain uh, reasonable health of your animals. And there's reality out there, man. Like some people are feeding uh, meow mix and some are feeding blue buffalo. I won't tell you which one's better but there's definitely a presumption there. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it just is what it is. So, all right, man. I don't know. Bravo, dude. So there's just a couple of tests that are going to come out. One, we're going to test that stratification thing, man. Yeah, so, uh, that's a good one. Yeah, one of the things we're going to do is I'll let you share, man. Well, I mean, that's something that we've been talking about for, like I said, for a long time. And almost every, in almost every salt video we do, we say, hey, make sure that you mix your bag to, you know, to get, prevent stratification or to uh, reverse stratification. So... Uh, let's find out if that's really actually a thing. So, to get the salt lineup back up here. Uh, we're talking about salts again, and probably add in uh, maybe a w one or two that we didn't do, maybe aquaforest or something like that, as people yeah, called maybe. for. But uh, we'll just open up a brand new. I'm gonna go back on the shelf, 
grab a bunch of salts, put them in here, take a scoop off of the top as they are, and then maybe drill a hole in the bottom and take a, some amount off the bottom. Yeah. And then mix them up, send them into ICP, see if there's anything different. I mean, That'd make some cool. salt right off the top layer, make some salt right off the bottom layer, I, send them in. They should be different. If uh, they should be. If this like thing is real. Yeah, uh, if it's something we should be concerned about. Yeah, and if it is, Anyway, how, to, uh, how, and to yeah, what degree? Maybe. You know, we've been dealing with that problem for a long time, man. And so let's find a solution to it. And then things like AccuSea and things like ESV's approach Pre is a pretty big deal. Yeah. If it isn't, then oh well, well that was a waste of time. <laughs> uh, but you know what we're going to do is find out the answer to that question, so we can stop asking it over and over and over again. And we should be able to, you know, find it. And we, you never know which one has traveled the most. Definitely the ones that come from overseas have been on a boat and a rail car and then a oh, yeah. semi to here. Yeah. And a UPS truck to you. They've been vibrating around for a right. long time. True. So uh, those ones, but I don't know. You know where Instant Ocean's actually made. So that one probably hasn't traveled as far. You know, Brightwell's probably not traveled as far, so probably wouldn't have as uh, as much stratification in it. Just I mean, general lack of transport uh, requirements to get it here. That's pretty cool. So yeah, well, we'll find out the answers to some of those questions. So that's one. Yeah. What else is coming out of that? Well, so we're also going to do what you said, man. We're going to test this all. So we're going to go through all those different uh, tests we did on the other ones. We'll run this one through it, and, you know, sediment filter, the mm -hmm. precipitation, you know, look for signs of crust on it, the clarity thing I think we already see. I mean, uh, like, we're going to repeat tell you right that in front one. Of my eyes. I'm looking at the screen right now, and I can tell you it's already done. <laughs> uh, and it makes sense, you know, their methodology to adding all this stuff yeah. actually... Uh, thumbs up, man, uh, to them yeah. for doing a unique way. Safer precipitates and storage. I mean, thumbs down on us for like not recognizing it earlier. And thank you, Jay Marin and uh, Ryan Thompson for uh, getting us. Even though you're a very small part of uh, the total voice of Salt Mix out there, yeah, uh, like you were vocal enough to energize us. And like, you know what, man, these two guys, we got to find we out. Should probably right? do. And. You know, thank you, thank you, thank you to the uh, uh, salt gods that this didn't turn out terrible because I would have really hated the bash uh, ESV uh, publicly. <laughs> so I'm super happy that it turned out really awesome like this. Uh, and uh, yeah. I don't know, those are, so those are a couple of things we're, we're going to test in the future. Um, and let's just finish it out, answer a few more questions, yeah, for sure. and we'll call it a day. Glenn Smith is asking, is it okay to add two shot glasses of salt measure to rinse level, or to rise levels, raise levels, from 1.025 to 1.026, add the salt, adding the salt into the sump, is this safe towards SPS course? So basically he wants mm -hmm. to know, can I take a little bit of dry salt grains, dry salt mix, and just throw them in my sump to try to increase my salinity, if my salinity was low. So the answer is, don't do that, man. Uh, and so here's the thing, it's like, uh, there'll be 50 people out there that say, oh, I've done that before. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, yeah, man, like, uh, the standard here isn't though, like, I did this and I didn't kill everything doing it. I want to have a higher standard. <laughs> right. Like, you know, so there's all kinds of toxins and irritants and stuff I can put in the room right here. Mm. And uh, Randy won't keel over, but he may be mad. Right. Oh, yeah. uh, it may affect his health, his long-term health, short-term health, whatever. But he has the ability to punch me in the face if I did that. And tell me, at least, that that was a terrible thing. Why'd you do that? The fish don't, man. And so you might be bothering and irritating their gills. Yeah, some of those crystals land on the tissue of the coral. It may be irritating and bad. So why, man? Like, just... Like well, if you have a question, don't do it. You know, yeah. Will they die immediately from it? Probably not. 
doesn't mean that's the threshold that we would have. So then what, what's the alternative? You can make a, like a, sol a solution, right? You mm -hmm. can make a uh, highly, uh, high salinity, high I don't think that's a solution either, man. You probably precipitate out. Yeah. You'll probably have all kinds of precipitate problems if you make super concentrated salt mix. So the answer is, if you want to raise the salinity, is add salt mix to the sump, like a gallon of it, and let the water evaporate over the day, and it'll just naturally get stronger. And so, so oh, so okay. So you're saying like let turn off your ATO if you have to, or mm -hmm. raise it up out of the out of the water. Turn, yeah. Let it evaporate down, which increases the salinity level, and then top it off with pre-mixed salt water. Or the reverse. Or the reverse. Add salt water to it, and just let it and evaporate. And then let it evaporate down. You know, one, one of the way. Or put salt water in your ATO in, until it, you know, balances out. Yeah, you know? that but makes sense. That's the best way. Of course, you can do the two ways that we just described, which is like make super concentrated mix, and then not everything will jump out, but probably add in a lot of precipitation issues to the tank that's unnecessary. Mm -hmm. Of course, you could add salt directly to the sump in some area. Don't do that. Will it uh, kill everything? No, that isn't the standard that I want to keep. So yeah. there you go. Evaporation happens naturally. Okay, well, with 35 parts per 1.026. Um, so they're super they're slightly different. Like super, like, like in, the, half a, in the refractometer, the line is almost crosses between both of them. So. Answer is either one, keep it stable. Whatever is so. easiest for you to read too. Like uh, if, yeah. if 35 parts per thousand is easier for you to read or 1.026 specific gravity, that's easier on the line if you're using a handheld or for you to read on your digital one, then use that one. Uh, you know the other answer to that question is the one that helps you maintain the calcium and alkalinity levels that you're looking mm -hmm. for. So like uh, when you use your favorite salt and you mix to one of those things that maintains the calcium and alkalinity levels you want, that's probably the right answer for you. It isn't an exact science. You're not using like super laboratory tools here. They'll even let you know for sure that you're yeah. half one way or the other. The answer is use the tool that you're using. Try to keep it stable as you possibly can uh, and pick the one that has the levels that you would like. Yeah, cool. All right, uh, next one. Why would you consider uh, in whether salt is clear or not during mixing? So why is it, if, if it's clear, why does that matter? If it mixes clear or not? So clear means that it's dissolved, you know, like by definition. Like, I, I guess, I mean, I can't like say that 100%, but if like it's visually clear, if it's visually not clear, yeah. it's probably not dissolved, right? Uh, you know, something is it fully not. dissolved as we sit here right now? Probably not. Not a hundred percent. Yeah. Little microscopic crystals are probably still dissolving. But if I can see it with the naked eye, and the naked eye is like the worst measurement tool in the planet. Yeah. Uh, it is not dissolved then. And so uh, I would definitely not want to add that to the tank because, again, it could irritate fish's gills. It could irritate their scales. It could their skin. It could irritate the tissue of the coral. Again, will it, like, make the corals jump out of the tank and, uh, like, oh, I'll die because it's so toxic? No way. No. But is it good for them? No either. You know, so, like, let's have the standard of let's do uh, the best practice possible yeah, for the for animals sure. that we care for. Cool. All right. Uh, last one. All right. I use a floater to measure salinity, so a uh, hydrometer. Mm -hmm. uh, do you think that gives? Uh, do you think that gives a correct measure? Uh, and amazing job, by the way. Oh, right on. <laughs> so, how accurate is your uh, swinging arm hydrometer? Oh, the swinging one? Oh, yeah, oh right. okay, so there's two of them. There's a swinging floater, and then there's the one that bounces around your tank. Oh, so the, the actual glass-specific so gravity one. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I probably, I used those um, sp uh, specific gravity tools, the glass ones, in science lab class, in science class, so I'd, I'd probably trust those. I don't know. Yeah. I, 
I bought one of those first. Yeah. And then, like, as a noob, man, I, I could never figure it out. And okay. so, like, because the water levels always... You have to, sh- yeah, you have to shut, shut everything off. In reality, you should probably get a little tube and float it, scoop the water out and float it in the actual tube. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there might be friction and stuff and air bubbles and stuff. So they're... Uh, Accurate as your ability to use them. So make sure there's no waves. Yeah. Make sure there's no bubbles attached to it. Make sure you bought it from somewhere that doesn't have a fish label. I've on the always front heard of it. that you have to like spin it too, and then and then yeah. Every time in class, my science teacher always told us to give it a spin and then wait for it to settle. So my general rule of thumb, and I'm sorry, aquarium industry, but <laughs> uh, like scientific tools that have a picture of a fish on the front of it tend to be pretty terrible. Right, uh, like they're not the accuracy of those things are not super high. So Just stick on thermometers. I, yeah, if I got one, man, I would get one from like a lab type thing. But I don't know why I would do that. The refractometer is a lot easier to use. Yeah, the floating arm one, terrible, man. Throw it away. Uh, and the problem with that thing is definitely that it gets little air bubbles oh, stuck yeah. to it all the time. And so you're just like you're trying to flick off the bubbles and take them off. Well, if you don't rinse it and clean it well, then you get crystals and you get, you know, if it's a metal, you know, kind of uh, pivot arm that that runs that arm, you could get a crusty buildup in there, which means it's not moving properly. There's so many ways for a hydrometer or floating arm contraption to fail you. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, it's just not worth the grief, man. Wait till yeah. a, a Black Friday or a sale or something and buy a refractometer. Yeah, I mean, there's something what, more accurate. Now? Yeah. Yeah, and then the other element is the digital ones. I used to think that is like treating yourself, man, but like once you buy it, man, like I don't want to go any other way. Yeah, you know, and easy. once in a while I broke one, and there's no scenario where I wouldn't get another one. Well, I mean, there's a there's an accuracy range on those two, uh, like plus or it's specific gravity. Some of them are like plus or minus like two hundredths, so one point oh two six could be one point oh two eight or one point oh two four. But consistency I've is seen probably it read the best. RODI water and my calibration almost spot on every yeah. time. So, so uh, you know, I lo- love those. I things. think it's easy because I can drop it, push the button, and oh yeah. Yeah. Especially uh, if you're making mixing big batches of water, where you you add a little bit of salt, you have to wait for it to mix. You come back, it's not quite there yet. You dump a little bit more in. I mean, it's hard. It, it's time consuming to break out the little refractometer for me and find the light and put it on there and then clean it and stuff. I just like digital. I mean, the questions keep coming in, so let's keep answering. That's a really good one, actually. Tracy Walters is wondering: Does water temperature affect mixing? Yes. Absolutely. Uh, it seems to affect some salts differently than others. Yeah, it was really yeah. weird when we were doing the testing on this one. So we did a test where we just mixed the water for about an hour uh, for each of the salts and then let them sit for about two weeks and found like there was a handful of them that were just precipitated in the tank, white crusties everywhere. And then so we took that a step f- further and we added uh, a heater and a power head and we just let them mix uh, constantly, nonstop. And all of those handful of tanks that were precipitated, that had precipitate in there, had no precipitate in there anymore. Not to that degree. So I don't know the science, or I mean, I don't know the explanation for this, but in theory, calcium carbonate should precipitate out a lot faster in hotter water, right? So if you don't, if you question that, go look at your water heater and hot water lines, especially for those of you that have to use a water softener, man. Like the hot water lines in your water heater and everything is what collects all the calcium carbonate and it's hot water, not the cold water. So the cold water actually is one of the you know few things that, or calcium carbonate is one of the few things that's actually like 
uh, more soluble in core water. So I, I, I don't know why our experience mixing them up uh -huh. has actually been the opposite of that. Well, because uh, we, thought, we thought it might have something to do with how long it was mixed initially, which we only mm, mixed yep. for an hour. And then we saw the visual test of 24 hours and that not, all, not everything was fully homogenized mixed. So we came back to that one. And we said, okay, now we're just going to let it mix with a power head for 48 hours and then shut that off and see if, uh, without temperature, and uh, see if that had the same effect. And it actually did. Uh, the heat prevented uh, the precipitate, whereas after even, even 48 hours of mixing, some of those handful of tanks still ended up with measurable precipitate in them. Oh, surprising, man. So yes, it matters, but probably not in the way you think. And the one thing I learned from all of those things is uh, follow the manufacturer's directions, man. Uh, they know yeah, they're, sure. you know, mixed the best or elevated. They're not elevated. There might be different procedures to it. Follow that. And if they don't work the way that they said, find a different mix, man, because they're not giving you good advice. Yeah. So I would definitely buy it from somebody that is capable of giving good advice. And when you follow it, it produces a result. Uh, this was actually a pretty good example of that, man. We yes, followed their advice and followed their uh, example of how to do this, and it produced the desired result. It's going to be so, interesting. Uh, I'm excited Bravo. to test this one now. All right. So just, oh, that was the last one. That was it. All right, man, we'll call it a day here. Uh, we'll give away some new stuff for you next week. And, uh, hey, you know, we're going to try to uh, change it up a little bit and actually do fun projects like this in yeah. these lives. Uh, try to do something fun and cool instead of just sitting there chatting I mean, at each we're other. Just, yeah, that's all we've been doing, giving away stuff and chatting at each other and taking questions. Yeah. And we're going to have some projects. So maybe next week, RODI, maybe some other fun thing. Oh, all we'll right, see. man. Well, happy reefing, and uh, we'll see you next week. All right, take care, guys.